It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast, the midweek edition prior to the Munster game. I've got William Davis with me. Hello, Alan. And I'm Alan Deegan, as I always forget to introduce myself. Um, and we're going to, we were both at the press conference today, um, where Peter Wilkins and Tierno Halloran had a lot of good things to say, William. Yeah, Peter Wilkins, the defence coach, and uh, Tiernan up today, and uh, they had plenty to talk about. Obviously, the uh, two interprovincials that we've uh, played since the last press conference, uh, with one win over Ulster, and uh, slightly disappointing finish to the Leinster game where they didn't really close it out so uh, let's hear what they had to say Pete looking back at uh, Monday in the, the RDS it was probably 78 very good minutes and then it got at, at the end it was, probably, was there a feeling of disappointment that a chance wasn't taken to, to close out the win yeah there was a feeling of disappointment to be honest I think um you know, we recognised um, we, we probably weren't our best in attack and defence, but at the same time, we put ourselves in a really good position to win the game. And uh, you know, with uh, with the clock running down in, posi- in possession, and uh, you know, in, in the attacking third, we back ourselves to score from there. So, yeah, there was disappointment we didn't get over the line. Um, we, we felt it was in our control in our hands at that point. Um, but we've reviewed it pretty closely, and, and you know, others have spoken about about our shape and our decision making there in those last couple of minutes, where and the areas we think we can do better. And um, you know, I think the beauty of this this group of players and this group of coaches is, is we're learning about ourselves every week. And um, you know, generally we'll look at something like that and, and learn the lessons through the review and have it in the bank for next time we need it. So um, so frustration, but but at the same time, you know, proud in the performance, uh, pride in the performance that we put in. Should the ball have gone wide to Matt Healy? He did look to have a lot of space out there with only. One guy in front of him who looked a bit jittery, having had a, an injury issue a little while before. Yeah, Matt, Matt was in space, but I, I think as well you need the team shape, um, you know, inside of Matt in order to, to have the structures to get the ball to him. So, you know, at the time, there's two ways of looking at it. You could say we lack width, but at, at the same time, you had Bundy and Tom Farrell putting their hand up to, to do some of the heavy work with the forwards and, and easing the burden on them. And you know, you get that close to um, the opposition line, and especially at the end of a game, and, and you know it's on the last play. You know, it becomes a game of inches and uh, you know we backed ourselves to, to win that game of inches at that point and, and obviously didn't get through so you know we can look at plan B's and, and the way we like to play is that we've always got a couple of options on and, and probably by the end there we only had the one which which was the direct route and, and it didn't come off but so we've reviewed that and we've learnt from it and uh, you know we hope we'll, uh, we'll be in a better position next time. It's a slightly odd situation for Connacht going to Munster this weekend. Munster are under a lot of pressure. They've had two shaky performances two games they were in real trouble against Leinster came back into it still lost led in Belfast then had a player sent off and lost fairly dramatically so is is it unusual for Connacht to be going down there with with, with them under pressure it's, it's a ground where Connacht have struggled over the years and this is a different scenario yeah I mean I think it's a ground where a lot of teams have struggled over the years and you know that's huge credit to to Munster and, and the environment they create down there. Um, look, I don't know whether they're under pressure or not. That, that's probably a, a question for them. Um, you know, it doesn't change how we're approaching it. We have a huge amount of respect for, for them as a team, and we'll have to play really well going down there. They'll be disappointed, I'm sure, of, of the results they've had through this um, sort of Christmas New Year period, and, and they'll have their own frustrations. But 
arguably that makes them a more dangerous beast. You know, they'll, they'll be desperate to get something out of this game, even more so than usual. And um, yeah, we'll have to play really well to to get a result down there. But um, but that said, you know, we're a confident group. We've got we've got a huge amount of belief in in what we've done previously and, and where we're going. You know, with the team. So um, you know, our target, and, and we've not been shy, shy in saying it, was to win three from three over this Christmas period through the Interpros and. As ambitious as that sounds, you know, hence the disappointment from the Leinster game. But you know, we're going down there to give it a really good crack, and uh, and um, you know, we like to think that that we can have a, a big influence on that, regardless of Munster's state of mind or, or the stadium itself. We'll show them respect, but um, you know, we want to go down there and get a result as well. And is this going to be a real test now of the the squad system? Some of the international players are going to be coming out. Maybe some other players are very high on minutes. So this is an acid test of the the plan to have cover in all areas and for guys to come in and, and immediately be, be up to speed? Mm, look, I think inevitably um, for for all the Irish teams and probably all the teams in the comp that have got, got this heavy period of local derbies so, you know, with our Interpros, um, you know, we, we will we'll certainly look at freshening up the squad for this trip. I think we need to. As you said, there are guys that hire minutes and, and the internationals obviously um, have to have their, their amount of time respected. So... Um, you know, we'll, we will freshen up, and you know, we felt probably an attack and defence um, over in Leinster. We were a little bit flat at times and, and lacked our usual tempo on, on both sides of the ball. So, we'll, um, we'll 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 look at that. Something we've discussed this week, but um, but we're certainly not going to take anyone anyone down the road that we don't think is capable of contributing and, and making sure we get a result. We we if there are any rotations or changes, it won't be because you know we're resting others. It's because we think we've got got other pieces of the jigsaw that, that can make a real positive difference so um, you know, we'll, we'll finalise that obviously in, in the next 24 hours. And you're in a better position at this stage of the season on that issue of bringing in players being ready to go than maybe where you would have been say 6, 8, 10 weeks ago? I think we are I think we are in a better position in that respect you look at um, obviously we've had, had Bundy and Tom Farrell playing really well in the centres but um, you know, to have guys like Owen Griffin, um, Peter Arkey, Craig Ronison in the background as well. You know, it's terrific, and, and they've all had minutes across the last couple of months, and, and they've all been training well. So, you know, that's only only one area of our team, but but we're lucky in that respect. And as I said whoever we pick will have have full confidence in them to to go down there and and contribute to a really good performance. Tiernan, there was a lot of speculation before you signed your contract, and there was one headline which said. Uh, Tiernan Halloran not going to Munster rather than saying he'd signed for Connacht. Is that frustrating when all that's going on and it's a sort of a, it's just like a bubble or do you just ignore it all? Um, yeah, look, contract season's always quite tricky. Um, you know, there's reports come out um, in, in newspapers and then people on the street are talking about things and your friends and family are asking questions. So it is a tough time. Um, I suppose as, um, as a player, you're trying to focus on your performances week in, week out. And you've got things going on in the background, um, but at the end of the day, look, it's that's what we signed up for, you know. Um, you, you just have to kind of try focus on on each week and keep your head down and focus on each game. So, um, look, I'm happy to have everything sorted now. Um, especially before Christmas, it was nice just to have it all done and dusted. And um, look, I've, I've signed on here for for two years. I'm delighted to do that. Um, it was something that you know I put a lot of thought into. Um, I've obviously been here quite a long time now as well, so. Um, there's obviously you think as well maybe is, is there other opportunities for me as well or what do I need to do but look I feel in the position I'm in now and um, and obviously having gained a bit of international experience over the past few years I feel like I'm still in 
in the right place to to get what I want and fulfil the goals that I want to um, for my career and um, hopefully I can I can do that in the next two years in Connacht. And looking uh, at the two games so far in this inter-provincial run of three, uh, there must be a, a certain satisfaction that you've re- on televised games you've stood up. I know Monday didn't work out as well, but for the for the team as a whole and the organisation, that these have been two really good games. Um, yeah, like I guess you're never satisfied with losing a game. Um, obviously, the the Ulster game here before Christmas was was incredible. Um, just the way the crowd was, and um, the guys are talking about you know the crowd singing Silent Night and things like that. You know, it's 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 a great buzz around the place, and it gave everybody a lift around the organisation. Um, and I suppose the Leinster game, like we fully went up to that game with you know all eyes and getting a win up there for the first time in the RDS. We knew the history behind it. Um, you know, we all we all had that big focus in that game and to come down at the last couple of minutes and have that opportunity to, to win the game um, yeah we were we're in the right place we're in the, going in the right direction um, but at the same time like we said we wanted to win three out of three in this inter-pro period so um, there is a sense of disappointment but look you know we have to take the learnings like Pete said and um, look at the Leinster game and see what we there was definitely areas in the last couple of minutes that, that um, weren't right and like you said we we backs kind of going into the forward area and we probably should have kept our weight like if that was in the first half with, with five minutes to go for half time I don't think myself and, and Tom and Money and these guys would be running in to, to start taking picking goals you know it's like we spoke about yesterday it's probably hard taking overhead a bit um, when you get in that situation so look it's um, it's done now we'll take those learnings from it and, and hopefully we can go down to Thomond on, on Saturday and run to no illusions like you said um, Munster obviously after two very good wins in the Champions Cup they had two inter-pro losses now so they're going to be coming hard at us as well um, in front of a, a, a pretty uh, big crowd in Thomond Park as well so um, we're under no illusions there the task ahead of us but um, it's one that we're we're definitely going like we said we want to get th- three out of three we can't now but two out of three would be bad all the same Okay some some good positive stuff there from the guys and um I think they're really up for this game in Munster. I like I was fascinated to see that they were targeting three wins. They don't seem to be looking at Europe. That that the Interpros are a major thing for them. Yeah, I, I think I think they have to do that. I mean, it's 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 uh, you can't sort of say, well, we're going to try to win this one and not win that one. But I think they were they are disappointed with Leinster. They were disappointed after the game, and I still think they're probably it rankles that they didn't close that game out. They should have closed it out. And there's a realization that it was player player error that caused it, and hopefully they all they can do from it is learn. Monster in an interesting position. Look, they've they're zero and four in interprovincials this year with uh, two red cards. Um, so it's a big test going down there. But I I think for the first time the pressure's really on Monster. They 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 need a performance. They had the two wins over Leicester, but they've gone off the boil since um, maybe they could have won both of these games um, they were way behind against Leinster and came back they had a big lead in Ulster and blew it player being sent off really cost them the game I think because they just they just ran out of um, their physicality because of that so it's um, it's an intriguing game and both sides are going to have to make changes um, Connacht are going to have to rest players they're going to have to rest uh, the three inter- international the obvious ones Olton, uh, Deland, Bundiaki and Kieran Marmion but there's there's other players there who are high on minutes so it's a chance for guys to come in they talked about that and they got to be ready to go and that's why I think it's actually a fascinating fascinating match on Saturday night um, 
there's a lot of subplots around it and that's what makes it interesting it's a place in the past Connacht have often gone at the end of a season and had pretty average displays down there but this is a different uh, there's a different context to this game and it's another opportunity to uh, set down a marker and to um, just I think continue to evolve the system that's in place here now uh, the collaborative side of it and the fact that if players are brought in who haven't been picked regularly it's uh, they it's a chance for them but they're exp- they're not going to be picked and patted on the back they're going to be picked and told you're expected to perform here yeah so like you know that leads us perfectly into the the injury update about you know who's who could be coming in and, and and who definitely won't be there so the new bits of news we have for this week are that Dennis Buckley's uh, had his surgery and he's going to be out till mid-February which isn't as bad as we had first heard um, you're looking at uh, James Connolly obviously got a, a calf injury at some stage we haven't it's the first time we've seen him on the list but he's going to be back next week um, and Kean Gallagher's returning is is in um, return to return to play protocols after his HIA at the weekend. The one bit of good news is that Rory Scholes is coming back and he'll you know which which boosts the squad. The rest of the squad, the rest of the injury list is, is as normal as as we've had the long term injuries to Dom, Dominic Robertson McCoy, JP Cooney, uh, Andrew Brown, Steve Crosby, Owen McEwen, Sean O'Brien, Jake Heenan uh, and Cormac Brennan are all you know as they have been for the last two or three weeks so there's no nothing fresh there. So really one minor injury we didn't know about and the Keen Callagher one which we did know about so again the, the squad is looking solid uh, and it was interesting to hear the, it being said during the, the press conference that the young guys that have been brought into the back row because the back row is a bit light um, Paul Boyle, Killian Gallagher and Sean Masterson have been training with the full team for about two months now so they, they should be able to get in and step up, we've seen them in the in the A game and they were quite impressive um, so we'd expect, and we know Killian Gallagher had really good games in Europe um, against Breeze. So you'd expect to see those guys in the next couple of weeks, if not this weekend. Yeah, that that's all part of the evolving process. I think um, Kieran Kane has had a more uh, fixed plan for the academy. He wants these guys ready to play. You you, you need lots of players. I mean, Le- Leinster used. Maybe I don't know forty players between their the first two interpro games. Mm-hmm. You've got to have numbers. You you just can't keep flogging the same people. There is a bit of a there are some gaps and experience gaps in the back row now. When you when you look at that list, because um, if Munster turn up with the likes of Peter Mahoney and CJ Stander, and I I don't think Munster are going to do anything different mm-hmm. uh, to what they normally do. It, knowing how they're going to play and stopping them playing that way, two different issues. Um, but they are—I think—they're going to go back to basics for this game. I think this is going to be real old-fashioned hard slog rugby on Saturday night. They want to win. Um, to lose five interpros in a row would be quite staggering. And I think it's this is going to be a tough night. It's going to be a big ask. It'll be a hard physical game but I, I think Connacht can go there with a lot of confidence I think they can bring more confidence into it than Munster can and it's just a matter of whether they can execute uh, what they what they're looking to to do yeah and it'll be interesting to, to you know to see what Munster do we do have some audio actually from Rory Scandal from their press conference and also some really interesting stuff from Johan van Graan the, the new head coach so let's have a listen to that 
Yeah, yeah, I watched uh, watched the game against Leinster, and you know they were quite unlucky. They were they were camped on on Leinster's line for the last seven or eight minutes. It was you know eighty five minutes played, and they got turned over, which was frustrating for them. You know, and um, I'm sure they'll they'll be looking to to get a win this week as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, all those inter pros are big, and it was disappointing to lose at home to to Leinster last week. And you know, we we were going off. To try and rectify that against Ulster, and we, we I suppose we, we didn't do that. So, you know, there's no better place to, to try and get a win than Tolman Park and against uh, against the neighbours as well. So, we're looking forward to it. Now, I've watched all of the games over the last week of the season. Very interesting side. Uh, I thought they had a lot of ups and downs in, in the season, but they've certainly hit their form over the past few weeks. Um, I thought they mauled pretty well. Um, you know, obviously, Baniaki gives them a, a lot of momentum. I thought um, their back three were very good in the air and, and on counter-attack. Now, they decided that thrives on, on momentum and, and physicality. Uh, they clean out the, the, the breakdown quite wide, which is something that you know we'll, we'll have to have a look at in terms of, of taking players out. But all credit to, to their coaching staff. You know, they also made a slow start, new coach uh, taking their time, but they've really hit their straps and it'll be a big game. Yeah, well, we'll see, you'll see multiple changes again. We said three games in, in 11 days, you know, especially with, with Europe coming up. So we're going to make multiple um, changes again, set, giving certain guys chances. Um, now injury-wise, there's, there's a whole list. We've got an injury in almost every position. Prop, hooker, tight prop, lock, all three loose forwards. Only position, we, we've got a nine as well, Jack Stafford out. Um 10, 12, we've got an injury in, in every position. So very frustrating as a coach. You want to have your, your best players um, playing. The good thing about this is we've put ourselves in a position to to um, compete in Europe for a, for a quarter-final place. And we're in a good position in our pool in, in a Pro 14. That's still a long way to go. So you know, just take it week for, by week. And you know hopefully by March and April we'll be in a good position to fight for playoff spots. Okay, so Johan van Graan has is, is, uh, made a very interesting point about the way that Connacht clear out and, and the width at which they clear out, um, which will obviously give quick ball to Connacht. And um, I think they must be slightly worried about Connacht getting fastball out to our, our speedy back line. I, I think Munster are vulnerable out wide. I think they've... Uh, and I think that's almost an acknowledgement of it, what he says there. They... Quick ball is key to what Connacht are trying to do, and um, yeah, he's just marking, marking the card there. David Wilkinson will be the referee on Saturday night, so he'll probably be having a little word in his ear beforehand, and I'm sure Connacht will be pointing out other things about Munster beforehand. So, look, that that's that's all just part of it. It's a big challenge. It's the first time these sides have ever played three interprovincial games in a row. Uh, they've always usually been split up into two two game packages and with Europe coming the week uh, next two weeks after that for both Munster and Connacht um, it's it's a big challenge it's you know it's, it's as much a mental challenge as a physical one yeah because like you know with, with Europe coming up and it's going to be very important for Connacht there was a feeling that you know maybe they wouldn't take this third um, Interpro as as seriously as they would expect in a normal situation because they might be resting players for Europe um, but I don't get that impression I get the I, I think that they really do want to go down here and win this and, and create more history as Tiernan was talking about during the, the during the press conference so that you know Connacht are really going to go for this and Munster are going to be under as you mentioned quite a lot of pressure 
Uh, but the fans are going to expect Connacht to play well. It'll be interesting to see what the Munster fans are expecting. Uh, they're expecting a win. I, I, I don't think that anything else is acceptable. Um, and they, a bit like Leinster and Ulster, they, they just expect to beat Connacht. And I think Leinster were guilty of a bit of that on Monday. They kind of thought, fine, we have this game under control now and we'll ease out to a win. And at the end, they were hanging on by their fingernails, although their defence at the end was very high quality, but it wasn't tested sufficiently. It was too simplistic, the Connacht attack lines, and it, it didn't really test Leinster at the end. They were able to just bunch up and keep making tackles. They weren't asked any really difficult questions. I think Saturday night, it's up to Connacht actually to, to, to really ask questions of Munster and put them under pressure because I think there is, there's a lot of changes down there. <laughs> Munster's always a little bit of, it has become a little bit of a soap opera. Everything that happens down there has a story around it. And they had a lot of issues about players re-signing. They won two games in Europe. I don't. I would expect them to beat Leicester at home. The win away to Leicester was a was a very good performance. The media maybe ran away with it. I'm not. I'm not sure the the players and the Munster organisation run away with anything. I think they mm. stick to what they're doing. They have a new coach coming in in the middle of the season. It's very unusual in rugby for that to happen. Mm. It's hard enough them coming in at the beginning of a season to make changes, but this 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 Van Gran has had to come in and make make the running from the middle of the season. So there's a whole lot of opportunities there, but knowing all this and getting the job done for Connacht are two different things. And what they have to do on Saturday night is they have to be tight, accurate, and they're going to have to work their socks off. But I think they have a serious chance of winning, and we'll see. And it's I think it's a great opportunity for some of the players being brought in to stand up. Yeah, there's a self-belief there that um, is pretty evident now, watching them, especially to go up to the RDS to fall two scores behind twice in the game and still almost come away with the win shows there's a self-belief there that hasn't been there probably since the championship winning season so let's see how we get on on, on Saturday night of course um, Goldie Bay will be there broadcasting live uh, Rob Murphy will be on commentary and you'll be on co-commentary from what's well, a quarter eight kickoff. so I think the, the, the live stream will start at 7.15 and FM will kick in just before kickoff. Yep, uh, we'll have a lot of audio on the live stream and uh, a good build-up to the game opportunity to uh, just get the feel of the atmosphere down there and uh, get a chance to discuss the teams, which of course won't be announced until tomorrow. They will indeed. Okay, we'll talk again. Thanks, William. Cheerio, Alan.